Live on KCLR, the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship Final Preview Show. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Yeah, thank you very much, Sean. Very welcome to La Hartz here on the Waterford Road in Kilkenny. Well, it is a blistering evening here in downtown Kilkenny, and I'm sure it will be a blistering evening tomorrow night in Croke Park. And in saying that, we mustn't forget the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship, Clare and Kilkenny. That's at 2pm tomorrow also in Six Mile Bridge, where we'll bring you full live commentary there with Martin Quilty and Anya Fahey. Of course, you will have live commentary tomorrow night from Croke Park in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship Final, Dublin and Kilkenny, uh, with Michael Walsh on analysis and myself, and of course, brought to you with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen here at La Hartz in the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny and with thanks to the commercial vehicles at La Hartz and with the range of Skoda vehicles at La Hartz also. Well, of course, Kilkenny are going into battle. Brian Cody is in search of his 21st Leinster title. Now, not all as a manager. Of course, he won four as a player and... Uh, 16 as manager, while Galway native Matty Kenny, well, he's looking to be he, seeking his first. Uh, so, no better man to tell us what he feels will happen tomorrow night than the man that brought you all of the excellent action. Extra time and the whole shebang uh, against Wexford the last day out. So, good evening, Adrian Roman. Good evening, Brendan Hennessy. How are you doing? It's going to be warm in Croke Park, Adrian. I'm grand to answer your question. I hope you're grand and all the family are keeping well. But uh, we're looking at a very warm evening tomorrow in Croke Park, Adrian. And we've hadn't, we haven't have heat uh, like this in quite a while, so the heat rev is in. It won't help the game, I suppose. But uh, what do you think is going to happen other than the weather? Well, I suppose, first thing, I'm sure they're very lucky that they're playing at half seven. So that'll be, obviously, big help considering the times are in and the weather we're having. So half seven in the evening is better than a normal half-three Leinster final. I suppose, Brendan, all we can go on, I've been fortunate, as you said, rightly said, to cover most of the matches for the last few months and weeks, and so we can only go on the Leinster semi-final against Wexford, and we have to be not nothing but impressed by Kilkenny. Um, and to be fair, to give Wexford their credit and their due, Wexford are also excellent on the day, but Kilkenny, to be fair to them, they've been very innovative this year. We've changed with the times. Brian Cody and his selectors and his mentors have changed with the times, and they've been, they're able to be innovative with their with their tactics. We can go long, we can go short, um, and all these things are part of the modern game now. The game of hurling has changed to allow for all these different coaches and different types of coaches that are trying to negotiate and winning games. And because of those different tactics and models that people are systems that people are playing. Kenny might have struggled in the last two or three years with some of those tactics, and um, but we've seemingly uh, changed our, our process and we've changed our system to, to cope with this. And the Wexford, you know, strangely, Brendan, as we said, the last day Michael was there as well, the last day Wexford played with no forward inside for the first 12 minutes of the game. So it's the first match I was ever at that I never saw a forward actually physically standing inside of his own 45. So that obviously caused issue with Kilkenny they negotiated that obviously then we had a rip-roaring contest and Wexford were total value for it and there was ups and downs there was changes refereeing decisions and in the end of it it came down to I suppose the quality of the Kilkenny bench and the quality of the fitness of Kilkenny and uh, I think Michael Comfort uh, Mickey Comfort has to take great uh, pride in that having the Kilkenny lads the Wexford lads particularly uh, in the extra time were cramping Kilkenny were getting stronger we were bringing on newer, fresher, more experienced men at different times, along with some of the young lads. So the depth of the panel now is stronger for Kilkenny. So we're going up and in to a Leinster final in a very strong position. 
but obviously under no illusions what's ahead of us. But no, you have to give credit where credit is due. We were very good, and Wexford were very good in the day, and we are in a strong position. And I think the word, I don't know whether you mentioned it there, Ronnie, is, is reinvented the word that we want. It's not that Kilkenny have to reinvent themselves every year. Kilkenny will always be at the top table. But I think you named it all there, the new players that's in, what Brian has done, he's moulded the team. And we mustn't forget, a victory tomorrow night, you're one game away from an All-Ireland semi-final and everything has happened so quickly then after that. But they have to win it, of course. And Dublin showed plenty of tenacity and intensity to put away Galway. So in saying that, were Galway bad or were Dublin very good? Because we were of the belief last year that Dublin, if Eamon Dillon, Michael Walsh said last year on analysis with yourself, that if Eamon Dillon had been introduced quicker in Croke Park last year, uh, which wasn't even a year ago, of course, because the championship was played later, Kilkenny could have been in serious trouble. So were Galway poor or are Dublin, after improving greatly, also under Matty Kenny? Um, it's a combination of both. In this case, Galway obviously believed in their own hype. They obviously believed in that the papers and the media and the reviews that they were the only team possibly able to go put it up to Limerick. And they got obviously swallowed up in that emotion and came out rather arrogantly against Dublin and in the first six or seven minutes went for goals. That four chances of goals, two clear chances, two half chances. And they persisted in going for goals. And they could have easily had maybe 2-2 on the scoreboard to no score in the first five or six minutes and settle into the game. But for whatever reason, Galway had decided that they wanted to just ambush um, uh, Dublin on the day. But Dublin held up. Their goalie, Alan Owen, was excellent, as were the rest of the team, particularly their half-hour line, Crummy, Sutcliffe, in particular. They were excellent as well. And Donald Burke, of course, sent a forward. And that's where they launched many of their attacks from, and that's where they actually start their defending from. So I think a critical line on Sunday, or tomorrow even, will be the Kilkenny half-back line and the Dublin half-hour line. The big consideration for Dublin is the full-back. Owen O'Donnell has been one of the best full-backs in Curland the last four or five years. He went off with a hamstring injury against Galway. So Galway were very noticeable, or Dublin were very noticeable in every play that they never wasted the ball. For whatever reason, they went across the field, back the field, up the field, but always short and always and all, and sometimes long, but always to a Dublin man, and that was the one noticeable thing. Their, their retaining of possession was very, very high of a high standard, and I think that's one thing that you'll see tomorrow. Even that Dublin will try and retain possession at all times. They won't go with a silly long ball. They won't hit silly wides. They're just in, big into gaining possession. It's very noticeable in this in this last game particularly. So that's difficult to attack or to comprehend when you're playing someone like that trying to take that possession from them so I expect them to be very good as well and I think you know while we're all talking to Kenny up I think we have to be very very careful I was impressed with Dublin and I thought on the day that Dublin were full value for the Galway victory and as I said I just liked the way they held on to the possession and didn't waste it so I'd be a little bit nervous of course we'd like Kenny to win of course we want Kenny to win but I think we'd want to be just a small bit cautious here Dublin are not too bad. Natchez are not too bad during the Leinster final, but we just want to be careful. We we did hurl very well against Wexford, but um, Dublin will put up a different uh, proposition to us. They won't be playing with that sweeper type player. They won't be all sucked back. And as I said, they have they have a set of forwards now that can do damage to you. So we'll have to be up and playing as well as we did against Wexford.
Okay, and just looking at a stat during the week there, Ronnie, 2015, the last time since Dublin beat Kenny. So teams like that are always due uh, to get a win somewhere along the line. Dublin, I suppose, will fancy their chances in Croke Park, knowing what they did last year. But looking at the league match earlier in the year in Parnell Park, uh, four championship games, four league games since 2015, and Kenny have won all eight. So Dublin yet to win out of the last eight games. So it's a big ask for them, but you believe it's not beyond Dublin? Yeah, I don't think it's beyond Dublin. I think we just have to be careful because, again, we hurled so well. Um, and I think people just might just just take uh, Dublin um, for granted. I know that any team won't, but us, we all as supporters, we just need to be a small bit careful because, again, as I said, I think it'll hinge on O'Donnell playing or not playing. And I think when Dublin named their team, I'm not, I won't be surprised if he's named, but I would be. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he doesn't play. If he did pull his hamstring or did uh, strain his hamstring, well, then that's a four-week injury, and it's a big, big risk to take. But if O'Donnell plays, he has a decent record against Kenny, against TJ in particular. So, again, as I said, I don't think um, Dublin won't be too far away. I think we have to be careful. And like all good Kenny teams in finals, we will obviously start as favourites. And then every day and any day that you have a guy called TJ Reid, well then, look, you have to give yourself a great chance. Okay. You have a busy weekend yourself, Ronnie. You heard you're involved with Camogie on Sunday. And you're, you're a busy man this weekend, one way or the other. Yeah, thankfully. We're... Um, I'm involved with the Kilkenny under-16 teams. Yeah. Um, a man called Seamus Kelly, Carlo man, would you believe, who's looking after the Kilkenny under-16 Camogie team, involved in Camogie, and along with his fellow selectors, Tommy Wall and Seamus O'Brien. Great, great group of players, great group of young uh, lads. I call him, I'm an old lad now. Um, <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> I, you were that when you were playing. <laughs> I was that when I was playing. But I mean, they're in an advisory role or a coach and all, I don't know. But look, for the girls themselves, it's brilliant. I mean, whether you're playing... Ludo, uh, Tiddy with marbles. It's in, you're in an all-earned. It's an all-earned. We're really looking forward to it. We have a huge challenge ahead of us. Cork has been beating everybody by double digits. So we're certainly the underdogs. We're not, that's not just playing mind games. That's a fact. You just look at the scoreboards and see what's going on. But we have a very committed group of girls who love their camogie. They're enjoying the fun and the crack with us. And it's brought us to an all-earned final now. So one big performance and God knows Kenny have a good old record against Cork over the years so we won't be lying down or just turning up on the day but um, we will as I said look forward to it and it's a, it's a great opportunity for Kenny and particularly when Kenny Camogie is going so well we're delighted to be playing our little part to see the Kenny seniors the Kenny intermediates all doing so well and as I said there's, there's a great buzz around Kenny and the Camogie world at the minute the senior girls in particular They've been very good to us, Brian Dowling and his selectors have been very kind to us and offering advice and offering advice to the girls. And I wish them well, of course, in their campaign this year. But we're going to do our little bit for Camogie and Kilkenny this week and we hope to God that the, the look of the gods is looking down on us and we might get the, the rub of the green. You need looks looking in All-Ireland and any day you go out. So hopefully to God we get that look and bring a little All-Ireland back to Kilkenny. The best of luck on that, Ronnie. Before you go, uh, big game in Nolan Park. All I want to know is uh, who's going to win it? Waterford or Leash? And there's a big one in Ennis. Is it going to be Clare or Wexford? I just he- want to hear two counties before I let you go. Which ones will it be? Two counties. I'm a great old buddy, Liam Cal, so I'm going for Waterford. And I have a good buddy in, in Clare who tells me Clare will beat Wexford. I'm not too sure as he right. <laughs> you won't have too many buddies in Wexford after a prediction like that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, great to hear from you, Adrian. Thanks for joining us tonight. And we look forward Man. to your company again in the coming days. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Adrian. Eddie Scally is here with me as well. Eddie, interesting to hear Adrian's views there. Um, 
A lot of hurling on this week. I know Westmead are in Croker tomorrow and Kerry as well. That's why you're wearing the Westmead colours tonight. But uh, Kilkenny in Dublin, uh, you believe, is going to be a cracker also. Yeah, no, definitely, Brendan. Um, you know, Ronnie's 100% what he's saying. The Dublin fullback. You know, there's, there's there's a bit of you'd have to have a bit of concern for Dublin if he is missing tomorrow. He's been a mainstay of that team, but I think I'd be looking more so to the the point that Ronnie was making about Mickey Comerford and the work he's done with the strength and conditioning with the Kilkenny hurling team. If you look back to last year's championship, I know you're only saying it's only six eight months ago, yeah. But Kilkenny were three thirteen to seven points up against Dublin in a in a in a knockout Leinster championship match last year at half time. Like Kilkenny were in the home straight now and giving them a proper hiding. And what happened in the second half was Kilkenny ran out of gas. Waterford in an All Ireland semi final, Kilkenny ran out of gas in the last 30, 25 minutes again. So that was the worry that you would have had with Kilkenny. But if you take in the Wexford game, the last day that went extra time, yeah. it was the Kilkenny boys that were coming. It was them that were running, put up a and seven. Stronger point. and stronger. Exactly. Davy said he should have won it in 70 minutes. The moral of the story is he didn't. But Kilkenny really finished that extra time very well. It, but this is it, you know, I suppose, if, if you look at every every wide in the game and everything else, the one thing I'd say about Kilkenny in that, David could feel a bit hard done by if you look at the stats, the wides, possession, things like that. Kilkenny were very economical with the ball, four wides in the whole match. Like, that doesn't happen very often, and especially in a high-intensity game like that was. You know, it was, I think on the Sunday game, they showed a clip there, there was about a minute and 40 seconds of no stoppages, where the two teams just went out for letter. You know, yeah. for Kilkenny to come out and only hit four wides in that game, it's, it's a phenomenal and, and the return was unbelievable I know extra time adds a lot of scores but it was a very high scoring oh, game no, like, it's, it, like it really was it was a massively high scoring game on a pretty warm day as well I remember I was in shorts and a t-shirt as well so I <laughs> see so you got a new one for tonight <laughs> I as well. got especially for you Brendan <laughs> anyway we're going to take a break we'll be back we're going to get the views uh, from Dublin soon as well and we'll also be hearing from Niall Canavan in Galway who was there working with Galway Bay FM when uh, Dublin did defeat Galway and uh, lots more guests here live from the hearts on this Leinster final preview so we're going to take a break we'll be back after that Live on KCLOR, the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship Final Preview Show. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartzskoda.ie. Yes, welcome back to La Hearts, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Galway man Niall Canavan. Niall is an analyst with Galway Bay FM and a man that knows he's hurling. So good evening from the sunny southeast, Niall. I hope it's nice over there on the west coast. Absolutely beautiful here today as well and looking forward to a good weekend to Hurland, Brendan. Yeah, there's a massive weekend, Niall. It's uh, lots of stuff happening, of course. The John McDonough finalist tomorrow also in Croke Park and the two qualifiers on, so lots and lots of great uh, G action over the weekend. I suppose, to be fair, it's great to have it back, isn't it? Absolutely great to have it back and it's great that the fact that there's 18,000 people allowed into um, Pro Park as well tomorrow, which makes it easier for people as well and get people into the games. But... Uh, the weather is great, the hurling has been good so far and hopefully it's continued tomorrow, but it's absolutely fantastic to have games going on all around the country, even in Galway today, the Junior Hurling Championship is starting today, so we're all looking forward to that this evening, but um, it's great to see those games all over the country and two big games, or three big games the weekend, the Leinster Final, the Munster Final and of course the um, Joe McDonough Cup Final as well. Yeah, and in saying that, before we do dwell on the hurling, just in relation to the decision was made by the GA during the week, the, the Connacht football final to be played in Croke Park, uh, Galway and Mayo. How did the Galway people take to that, Niall? Because it is a bit of a journey, but I know it will allow extra people to get in. But it's a fair spin from Mayo and Galway to Dublin, but I think numbers is what's important. And I, I suppose the majority are probably happy. But what's the local feedback? Yeah, I think most people are happy. I think it was a 3,600 capacity in Castlebar, which would meant that obviously... 
most of the tickets would obviously go to the families and the players that you would anticipate and board officials and so on. At least now it, it's open to people to go. I think um, people are happy um, from uh, from where I'm living and where a lot of people around Galway are living. Obviously, it's a two-hour spin to Dublin. Obviously, if you go back to Connemara or if you go up to Belmullet and Mayo, it's a four- or five-hour spin. But people have the option now of going to the Met Brendan, which they wouldn't have. Similar yeah. to the Kikini and Wexford supporters tomorrow and or sorry, the Kikini and Dublin supporters tomorrow and the uh, with Mead and Kerry supporters as well the option is there now to go to the game if you want to watch them at home that's there as well but at least the option is there which I think is fantastic and I think from a Gawler perspective I think most Gawler people are happy to be in the Connacht final and to be in with a shout against you know, and then to be able to go to the match as well as a big bonus OK well now you've seen this Dublin team uh, did they catch Galway off guard one way or the other they're into this final tomorrow night against Kilkenny and I think uh, the Galway people are fairly impressed with Dublin's attitude in Croke Park a fortnight ago yeah, their attitude and their work rate was, and the team ethic was far superior than Galway's. Um, it was a mixture, I suppose, in that game. Galway were poor and Dublin were better than them on the day and, and Dublin fully deserved their victory when they got in front at the start. I think Galway were naive at the start and some people said they were arrogant in the sense that they went for goals, which ordinarily, they should, in my opinion, they should have tapped over the bar to get those early scores. They didn't get them. Dublin went down the field and were four points up before Galway knew where they were and that lead, they held it until the end and won out by four points in the end. Fully deserving victors. Galway very flat in the day, but Dublin's work rate and team ethic was far superior. Their half-hour line, Brendan, impressive that day. Danny Sutcliffe, Chris Crummy and Donald Burke got one nine between them and they ran constantly at the Galway defence. Uh, Galway probably lacking a bit of pace uh, in the wing-back positions and at centre-half-back. And, and Dublin ran at them and got by them and, and got the wide scores. But I think from a Kilkenny perspective, you couldn't compare the intensity between the two games, though. Kilkenny and Wexford, the intensity in that was far superior than Dublin and Galway. And that's the one thing you have to admire about Kilkenny, Brendan. Every day they go out, that intensity, that work rate is there every single day. And when you have that, you're always in with a chance to win, to, uh, in, in winning. And I think Kilkenny will get great confidence from beating, um, beating Wexford. They were put to their pin or their collar. When Owen Murphy got, got sent off for the 10 minutes to send Ben Wexford, got the goal, went ahead, and Kilkenny came back and dominated after that, which shows um, what sort of a team they are. I think it's going to be an interesting game, but I think... Um, Kilkenny will have too much for Dublin in the end. It'll be interesting to see whether um, will there be any changes made to the teams. I know TJ Reid and Owen Cody were very good up front the last day for um, Kilkenny. Obviously, they'll be playing, but some of the subs that came on as well John Donnelly, Walter Walsh, James Maher, Killian Buckley that shows the strength and depth of the panel. Owen O'Donnell, is he an injury doubt for Dublin? He'd be a huge loss um, if he's out. But I think Kilkenny would also have learned from last year uh, in the semi final against Dublin, the Leinster semi final. 16 points up, I think, 10 minutes into the second half. And at the end, they were sort of hanging on. The side got back level, and Hugh Lawler got the winner late on. And I'm sure Brian Cody would have that um, said to his team throughout as well, but uh, throughout the week. But I think um, Kilkenny to win, Dublin to put up a good performance, but Kilkenny could win by six or seven points in the end, I think. OK, well, Eddie Scally is here with us tonight as well. He's a Westmead man, too. I think you might know, Eddie. He's of Gorn Park fame and hurling fame, Skiok Fosh, Dean, Blacks and Whites. And he wants to ask you a question from our outside broadcast here at La Hearts, Volkswagen and Scott in Kilkenny also. Uh, hi, Arnold. Um, look, 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 just on the, on the Galway-Dublin game, I know there's been a lot of praise heaped on Dublin for the performance there. Um, you know, watching the match and, and, and taking it on its own merits, um, you know, Shane, it was well lauded that the Galway team were going very well and it was a very flat performance. There's no point in saying it wasn't. But, you know, there's a lot of talk about the Galway going for goals early in the game and the whole lot. But the fallout from that result, you know, like... If, if Galway were playing Dublin in, a, in, a, in, a, in an All-Ireland semi-final, if it was to come about, you'd back Galway every time again, I'm sure. Yeah, you would, but like Galway, in fairness, since Galway has come into the Leinster Championship, they've played Dublin on eight occasions. So Dublin have beaten them four times. Galway have won three and there's been one draw. So Galway shouldn't be underestimating the Dublin challenge. Now, 
obviously Dublin have connections with Galway as well Matty Kenny the manager he would have known a lot of the Galway lads Gavin Keary the Dublin coach is obviously a Galway man as well and has been involved with Clare a couple of years ago with Donald Maloney and, and Gary O'Connor and knows a lot of the Galway lads from being involved with them at minor level and so on but the Galway performance was shocking on the day and people in Galway were very disappointed with the performance particularly of, of some, obviously some of the, the older players now there's another a lot of talk in Galway as well about the fact that a lot of the players are there for a good number of years as well maybe younger legs that might be needed at a particular stage but had Galway taken their chances early on they probably would have won the match but they didn't take their chances and Dublin grew into the game and once Dublin got the sense of victory um, you know they, they won the game Like, and Galway shouldn't be surprised like like Galway played Dublin two years ago and it was in Parnell Park and obviously it was the last hurrah for Michal Dunahoo uh, Galway beaten that day uh, people were saying the pitch was too tight and that suited Dublin then they went to Crow Park a couple of weeks ago uh, the wide pitch and people were saying it suited Dublin because they ran at Galway um, but looking at it from obviously from from outside the Galway camp there's, a, there's been a lot of talk since then I know the players met and so on and so forth and I'm not Galway probably were lucky to get the bye I think this week um, I think that's a good thing for them they, in the sense that if they, if, they, if they had been in the qualifiers this weekend they'd played four weekends in a row and I think that would be too much for any team to come through the qualifiers to get to an All-Ireland final um, within four weekends in a row particularly Galway they have a lot of experience I think they probably read too much into the league as well, Eddie, in the sense that um, some of those games were, when you look back, they were sort of glorified challenge matches. I remember being at the Waterford game now and reporting on it, and the last 15 minutes of it, like, it was, it was just simple stuff. The same, same with Cork, like, and people got a false sense of expectation for Galway, and I suppose Galway themselves might have got a false sense of expectation from that, because with the league and championship being so close together this year, the focus has been on the league, and Matty Kenny, from a Dublin perspective, you know, all through that, the league performances, they weren't the, 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 arch, the, the arch stick for Dublin. For Dublin was the Leinster Championship. They had a game under their belt against uh, Antrim in the sense that uh, they went into that game under a bit of pressure in the sense that Antrim, um, there was a lot of talk about them and that Antrim had pulled up to them in the league and people were saying that Antrim could overturn Dublin. Dublin went out and hammered them on the day. They would have got confidence from that and they would have been again got confidence from the fact that they were against Galway in many ways and once they got into the lead, uh, Galway couldn't claw it back. And from a Galway perspective, that was very disappointing. No, I agree with you 100%. But the, the only thing I would ask, and it's the last question I'd ask, is you don't believe this is, this is the end of Galway's year. I, I, I know a lot of Galway people I'd be good friends with. Mike Hughes up there in Galway is with Joe Canning working the whole time. Two months ago, they were telling me Galway were going to win the All-Ireland. I don't believe one defeat is ruling it out. Are Galway out of this championship? Um, well, they're not out of it, obviously. Um, the draw will be interesting to see who they get in the draw um, on Monday. And I think that will have a huge bearing on it. But I don't think any of the teams who are in the, that draw for the, the qualifiers, I know Cork are in it and the winners of the two games this weekend will be in it. They won't want to play Galway either because there should be a kick in Galway in the sense that um, they're smarting from that defeat against Dublin. And there's a lot of quality hurlers in that Galway camp. Even a lot of them might have a lot of mileage. But still, Conor Whelan, Cahill Mannion, all those guys are still very, very young. Evan Island will probably get a start. Brian from Cannon um, should be better again. And... I think they should put Dahi Burke back full-back as well, where he's been accustomed to for many, many years and is revered in the full-back position. I think that made it easier for Dublin as well when he was taken out of full-back and put in at, at centre-back for that game. So I think those changes might take place and yet hopefully, or we'll hopefully see, uh, from our perspective anyway here in Galway, a better Galway performance and hopefully, um, as I said, that, that they'll improve and that they'll be ready for the, the qualifiers the next day. And as I said, any of the teams that will be in that qualifier draw won't want to face Galway because... 
they'll be thinking they'll be kicked back at this Galway team. Niall, as always, thank you very much. We'll probably see you on Tuesday night until more under 20, Kilkenny and Galway. That'll be another cracker. We'll talk about that Tuesday evening as well. But uh, once again, thanks for joining us here on KCLR 96 of M tonight for outside broadcast for the Leinster final. Lovely. Thanks, Brendan. And again, we'll see you Tuesday night and have a, a good day in Dublin tomorrow. OK, cheers. Th- thank you very much, Niall. That's Niall Canavan there of Galway Bay FM. Now, Declan Drake should be on the line, the voice of Dublin GA. Good evening, Declan. Good evening, Brendan. Nice to talk to you this fine summer's evening. It's nice and fine in Dublin as well, Declan. Absolutely glorious, Brendan, and looking forward to the massive occasion in Crow Park tomorrow night. Yeah, you you always had big belief in this Dublin team. They've worked hard. I know you might have heard it earlier on in the programme. Niall has mentioned Galway and Dublin four apiece. Kilkenny eight over Dublin, but that's water under the bridge now. It's a big one tomorrow night. Matty is this team in flying form. They should be oozing confidence after that big win a few weeks ago. And it is Kilkenny, and we had a cracker last day. Was it November, December, whatever date it was, in Croker the last time they played. So this should be a, a belter tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely, and I suppose the big difference is the weather conditions we're going to be playing in tomorrow night, Brendan, it's going to be warm, dry and humid on a fast pitch in Crow Park, you know, uh, not like it was last November or whenever it was we played in the Leinster semi-final. Um, look, Dublin have been growing in confidence. The league campaign overall, OK, if you look at it on paper, they won the two games they would have been expected to have won, which was uh, Antrim and Leash, and that's no disrespect to either of those counties. But they lost to Kilkenny, they lost to Clare, and they lost to Wexford, right? Now, uh, I saw all the games, and I could see a pattern emerging. I could see uh, a system developing, right? Now, the results mightn't have, have matched it on, on the day in certain cases, not least against yourselves in Parnell Park, when I think we lost was a four or five points we lost the opening game by. But there was still a lot, a, a lot of confidence about the way things were going. And uh, your previous speaker there was, was correct. There was pressure on Dublin going into the Antrim game, no doubt about it. Uh, but the way they performed that day was absolutely outstanding and they carried it through um, against Galway. And you know, the thing about a good start, right? Galway, as, we, as you was talking about there, went for goals early against Dublin. And thanks to the brilliance of Alan Nolan in the Dublin goal, they didn't get the goals, right? Now, fast forward that to last Saturday evening, the under-20 final for last year. In, King, in Nolan Park, Dublin versus Cork. Cork scored 1-4 in the first, what, six, seven minutes of the game. We're out of sight. Game was done. So it's a very, very important from a Dublin perspective tomorrow that they get a good, solid start to the game. And let's see what happens after that. And Declan, um, any injury worries with Dublin? Uh, well, Owen O'Donnell... Just one, I know. Yeah, Owen, yeah. Owen O'Donnell is a doubt. I think everybody else is, is OK and, and really, uh, really looking forward to it. From a double point of view as well, Brendan, this is progress this year, right? Even if we lose tomorrow evening, um, we have an All-Ireland quarter-final to look forward to. That's progress from last year. It's Matty's third year in charge, and uh, I really believe that he has the ability within this group to do something special. Hopefully that could be against Kilkenny from our perspective tomorrow evening. Shades of 2013 all over again, hopefully, without the replay. Okay, I know you're a busy man there. You've always been a great admirer of Kilkenny as well. So, you know, you're looking at TJ Reid, Walter, so good the last time. Tommy Walsh at cornerback, Owen Murphy in the goal. You know all these fellas. Adrian Mullen, relative new kid on the block, but they're two years now. But uh, they keep producing them, don't they? Keep producing them, yeah, absolutely. And full credit to the Masters, that is Brian Cody down there and doing it, you know. You look at all the players that they've lost over the years and he's revamped it and regrouped it and here they are on the brink of another uh, Leinster title tomorrow afternoon. They'll have serious ambitions, not only, Brendan, as you know, of winning that game tomorrow, but going maybe a step further than they did last year and at least reaching an All-Ireland final. 
And before I let you go, Declan, a great night for Bohemians last night. Your big FEI uh, League of Ireland man as well. Great night for uh, the Balls Club. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. 6,000 people at the Aviva Stadium. It felt at times like uh, 15 or 20,000 at the game. They were outstanding on the night, winning by three goals to nil and advancing to the next round of the competition. So, yeah, well done to all the gypsies there. I know there's probably a few of them uh, knocking around the country as well who may not have been able to uh, get to the game last night. But a tremendous win for them indeed, yeah. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night, Declan. We'll get you a little bit of input as per usual when you visit with Carl or Kilkenny when we're in Croke Park. We'll have a word with you tomorrow night and I'm absolutely delighted to have you on the programme tonight and thank you very much for joining us from your busy schedule there in uh, Dublin. So we look forward to seeing you in Croke Park tomorrow evening. Yeah, I think hurling will definitely be the winner tomorrow evening, Brendan, whichever way the result goes. God me tomorrow, good Declan. Talk to you tomorrow. So far, Charles. Declan Drake there, the voice of Dublin GAA and Dublin Sport in general. We're going to take another break. We're live here at La Hearts for the outside broadcast in the build-up to the Leinster Senior Hurling Final tomorrow night, 7.30, here on KCLR 96FM. It's Dublin versus Kilkenny. Back after this with PRO of Kilkenny County Board, Paul Fitzgerald. Live on KCLR, the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship Final Preview Show. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. And you're very welcome back to the preview show for the Leinster Hurling Final, of course, tomorrow night in Crow Park. And joining us here outside of La Hartz Garage in Kilkenny is the PRO for Kilkenny GA, Paul Fitzgerald. Paul, good evening. Good evening, how are you? Very good. Paul, I suppose you're just coming over from Lowland Park there now. You might give us the inside information. Is anyone hobbling out of the stadium there or any injury worries that we need to be worried about? I think Eddie, you're, as you're privy to that information now as I am, to be honest about it. So uh, we'll see later on and we'll see tomorrow early on that, all right? But it must be great excitement in the whole lot for a Leinster final. It is still a massive day in the calendar. You must be buzzing for it yourself. Any day, I suppose, that you go out and you represent your county is going to be a massive day in the calendar. But obviously tomorrow, the, you know, the, the Battle of the Province, Dublin and, and Kilkenny in Croke Park, you know, it's a great, great occasion. And it's, I suppose it's even a bigger occasion that we have fans back. We, we, we've all been living with restrictions and, um, I suppose, living a, maybe a, a more restricted life over the last couple of months and indeed a year. And it's fantastic to have e even, you know, 18,000 fans tomorrow supporting their two or four respective counties in this case because the, the, the Joe McDonough is on before. So absolutely fantastic, you know. Um, it'll be a great occasion, half five and half seven in Dublin and looking, I think everyone's looking forward to it. And there's still a few tickets available there. I know Shannon and the lads earlier on in the club, our, our own club, but our allocation was kind of used up. But at that stage, some of the club members were being told they can still get tickets online. So there is still tickets available for tomorrow night. Yeah, um, the government, I suppose, through the HSE and, and all dictate how tickets are allocated. So that really, I suppose, is done, first of all, via clubs. Um, and then secondly, it's done on public sales. So you know, as you say, the, the, the clubs um, got an offer there probably last week, and this week then it was uh, available through public sales. So there is tickets still available. If anyone has any interest in going to the match still at this stage, and we obviously, you know, there's always people who will buy late and decide to go on the day, particularly with the lovely weather we have, you know, you can go onto GA.ie, onto the ticket section there on GA.ie, and you can purchase a ticket. You'll have it on your phone, and you can use that to enter the stadium then as well in Dublin tomorrow. Yeah, but it's going to be like, like I know myself, my wife, the kids, we're all heading up in the car in the morning. Our, our day is planned, we're stopping halfway to watch the, the Wex for a clear game. We get in a bit early as well because obviously my own uh, beloved Westmead will be winning the McDonough Cup uh, as well the Joe McDonough Cup so I'll be in buoyant form to show Kilkenny on after I've seen Westmead seeing off Curry first but there is a great day tomorrow for, for GEA fans it's a brilliant day absolutely there's an absolute festival hurling around the country tomorrow um, you know even here in Lowen Park prior to prior to our departure to Dublin um, we have Waterford and Leash battling it out you know in, in one of the qualifier games um, you know you have Wexford and, um, and Clare battling out in, in Thurla so again you know there's tickets available for those games so if people want to go go on to GEA.ie 
uh, onto the ticket section and they can buy tickets. It's absolutely fantastic and it's great to have games back. Great to give people, I suppose, the option. We're all used to staying at home. It's great now to have the option to go to these games and the weather is probably going to lend itself to that. So uh, I don't know if everyone is as organised you maybe as you, Eddie, tomorrow, but um, I hope and I hope you have a very successful day in, in, in Crow Park tomorrow. Be at West Mead and uh, maybe a Kilkenny double, hopefully. No, this is it, but I've had weeks of planning for this now. I've, I, I've moved where I was going for a while. The one thing I want to ask you about before I let you go, I've seen the most beautiful commemorative jersey released by Kilkenny GEA during the week on our Every Kilkenny All-Ireland winner of all time, everyone's name is on the jersey. It's, 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 it's a work of art. Yeah, the, the jersey was launched on Tuesday and the feedback has been absolutely brilliant, to be honest. Right across social media, um, no matter what channel you're talking about on social media, the, the feedback has been uh, brilliant. I think, I think even coming from O'Neill's, uh, the, the sales have been ac- absolutely outstanding as well. I don't think they were expecting it. So it's fantastic to have that feedback. The, you know, the jersey is a, is a beautiful jersey. Uh, it bears nine, over 920 names of All-Ireland winners, of senior All-Ireland winners with Kilkenny, going back over all the decades. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, as you say, it's probably, it's, it's, it's simple. It's the black, it's the amber and the writing and all that. And it just looks a bit classy. And I think, I think it's going to go down very well with the public. Oh, well, 100%. I know I'll be ordering my own one this week as well. It's, it's, it's a lovely thing to have. The very best to look to you and all the boys on, on, on the county board here in Kilkenny and, of course, the team tomorrow. I hope you have a, a brilliant day. And as you said, we love the double Westmead and uh, Kilkenny with a bit of luck. Absolutely, Eddie. Thank you very much. And best of luck to Westmead as well. That's brilliant. We're going to go straight to an ad break there. Live on KCLR, the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship Final Preview Show. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartsvolkswagen.ie. Yes, welcome back to the Hearts here for our outside broadcast of the preview to the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship Final. Well, the man that will be on analysis, and he has been on analysis with KCLR since 2003, is our great friend and my good friend, Michael Walsh. Michael, good evening. Good evening, Brendan. How are you? Not too bad, Mike. Uh, it's going to be a busy weekend, and it's going to be a particularly busy weekend for you tomorrow as well, starting in Nolan Park, because uh, Leash are after turning the corner a bit, and you did tell me they were doing well and working hard behind the scenes, but brilliant result the last day, so we'll start in Nolan Park. Uh, Waterford come to town. Waterford obviously favourites, but I think Cheddar and yourself and the lads have done a good job at Leash, and we could be in for one hell of a battle there also. Yeah, look, it's, uh, look, it's well documented now. Look, at uh, Leash are, you know... They know themselves. They have a mountain of work to do. Cheddar has always said that. And look, they've been they've been absolutely decimated with injuries. Slowly but surely, getting lads back here and there. And look, uh, last week was just a great boost that was badly needed because they had come off some very poor results, I suppose. But at the end of the day, look, you see the work that goes on behind the scenes, and you know that you know these fellas, you know, they deserve something. But you don't. You have to. You have to earn everything. And in fairness, last week was actually a great game of hurling. And, you know, they at least know that they're still a bit behind Watford and things will have to go really right for them. But, look, hopefully you never know on the day anything can happen. OK, Mike. And before we talk to Kenny tomorrow night, I know you've been a big fan of the Joe McDonough over the years and you, you, you know a little bit about Westmead. And Eddie is here, a big Westmead man, of course. Uh, Westmead and Kerry tomorrow, two counties that have done wonders for hurling over the last number of years with the great underage structures and great work ethic as well. So that should be a cracker tomorrow in Croke Park also, the curtain raiser. Yeah, and, you know, both of them have had... had hard luck in recent years and that they've lost the last three finals to Westmead 2 and, and Kerry 1 and you know that's going to end for someone tomorrow Westmead I would put as fairly strong favourites to be honest I think Kerry again have been decimated this year and uh, Westmead even though I know they got a lot of bad beatings but you know they, I know the great work that's going on up there and I just feel they'll have, they'll have too much for Kerry tomorrow 
Okay, well, Ronnie was on earlier, and I just mentioned that uh, Kilkenny more or less reinvented, maybe the incorrect word, but Brian, uh, we said a few years ago when he won one of the All-Irons, possibly his best success ever. They've all been fantastic, but he's moulded his team brilliantly. Michael, back in the Leinster final now, one step away from an All-Ireland semi-final. His own theory is one step at a time, but uh, Kilkenny going in here tomorrow night, favourites, but you have been a big of Dublin over the last few years as well so this is as Ronnie said it's not going to be simple it's going to be a tough test for Kenny all finals are but uh, how do you see it going? Yeah I would agree with that assessment from Ronnie uh, uh, in fairness like look at I suppose when Kenny are playing Dublin there is that air of confidence around and you can feel that as well but like uh, Dublin are no slouches we know that now I, I still believe that Galway were, were much at fault with their attitude the last day and they still had chances uh, as I said uh, a couple of days later, uh, to soon on the one thing you can never ever fault with Kenny for whether they're bad, good, or brilliant, is that their attitude is always absolutely spot on, and I think that's the biggest testament you can have to, to any team is that their attitude is always right. So that won't be the case tomorrow, and I suppose forearmed is forewarned as well. They saw what Dublin can do, and, and look at don't underestimate Dublin. They have some very very good players. Uh, I I'm hearing that Owen O'Donnell won't be playing. I think that's a huge huge loss. I would consider him Dub Dublin's best player, and I would consider him the, one of the best fullbacks in, in the country, if not the best. So he's a huge loss to Dublin. They didn't need that. But look at they're there on merit. Uh, Matty Kenny is a, is a really good man. He's a good manager, but he's also a really good person, and uh, he'll have them very right for the day. And I think it'll be closer than many people expect. But I do expect to Kenny will just have that bit too much. Yeah, more of the same, Michael. Great intensity the last day, so that's what Kilkenny teams bring to the to the table yeah. every time. So they, they needed yeah, it the last time, they took it up extra time, yeah. Many, many yeah. We've been up there and, uh, you know, it's it, like, you can say, that, like, I wouldn't even use the word bad, but if, if, their, if their performance as a guard, you know, what you're looking for is not always there, but the one thing that's always there is that every player is given 100%. And you know what, if anything can have that, that that's a huge thing to start with, and then the rest... The rest falls into place, really, and, you know, there was times the last day, like, people were saying that Wexford were unlucky to lose, and they were in the end, there's no question, but at, at the beginning of that game, Kenny missed possibly three goal-scoring chances that could have made a different story as well. So, look at, uh, you know, great attitude, and, as you say, building a new, kind of, a new setup now, and, and, and interesting to see how that will all turn out. Yeah, and it's great to see the big crowd will be there as well, Mike. I know we're not going to have 82,000, but it's brilliant to see there'll be 18,000 people in Croke Park tomorrow. I know Paul Fitzgerald, as you said, there's a few tickets left, but I think by throwing tomorrow night at half past seven, uh, all those tickets will be gone. Well, you would hope so. Uh, you know, people have spent long enough giving out but not been able to go, so I know the time is not great now, don't get me wrong, and it, it can be a bit of an effect and, uh, and that, but there should be 18,000 there. It was brilliant the last day, even though there was only 8,000 there. Uh, we had an unbelievable atmosphere. Uh, I suppose normally two or three years ago you'd be given out but it was great to have some people there and as you can see from all the other sportsmen and they've all got a huge lift from having people in the stadium and I think that will definitely add to the occasion tomorrow night and, and over the weekend OK you're looking forward to it Mike? Yeah, always look forward to Hurling Brennan always look forward to it looking forward to the whole weekend and hopefully we'll have some cracking games yeah, certainly so. Uh, in relation to the other game, Michael, I know you have lots of fans down there in Wexford. You have lots of great friends in it. Wexford and Clare tomorrow. How do you see that going? Yeah, that's to me. That's the most important game of the weekend because uh, it's it's do or die, and you know the rivalry is built up between the two managers. But look at uh, last year, Clare absolutely destroyed Wexford. But I think Wexford are in a different place this year, and if they have recovered, I'm sure they have by now. They've had a couple of weeks. Um, this will be. Uh, I, I find this one very hard to call because. I think Wexford have improved no end. However, the one thing Wexford lack, and it could be telling, is they don't have a forward 
they haven't brilliant forwards like Rory O'Connor and each in, but they're very dependent on them. Now, you could see the same with Clare about Tony Kelly, but Tony Kelly is capable of getting goals. Wexford, I know they scored five against Leeds, but we say against the Kenny's and that they find it hard to get goals and they might need goals tomorrow to, to get over the line. A great game or prospect, maybe just a slight fancy for Clare, I think. Okay, and it looks like there could be, there will be repeat pairings if the results go a certain way because Clare can play Waterford again and Wexford can play Leash again. So that can happen, Mike, as I know the draw for round two will be made on Monday morning, but that's a likely possibility. Yeah, it is. But you know, the, I would say like that if if I was new, if I was neutral and not involved tomorrow, I'd say look, Waterford seems to be in a good position if they can get over tomorrow. The Wexford Clare match is going to take something out of them, and you're probably going to have. You know, maybe Clare or whoever, sorry, you're going to have uh, Watford, Cork, Galway, and uh, you need to be in the hole your head for them. That's why I think the back door now with Galway losing is absolutely treacherous. And, you know, to keep going week on week is not going to be easy for any of those teams. So I think the best way here is straight through the, the front door, if you like, and uh, I expect, you know, Kenny will do that, and I think Limerick will do that Sunday as well. Just while you preempted what I was going to say to you, I was just going to say, what did you think in Munster? So you, you fancy Limerick there as well? I do, but I think that Tipperary, it's a huge day for Tipperary in my view. Uh, I read somewhere where it's very quiet down there, and I can understand why. And uh, I think Tipperary, need, they've got hammered by Limerick the last two or three times they've played them. And they got a really bad beating last year in the rain in Cork. They really need to perform... Uh, it's not it's not incredibly important that Tipperary actually win the game, but I think they need to be very close. And I think that, you know, because then they, they wouldn't be written off either. But I think if Limerick win that match comfortably, and I don't think they will now, I think it will be closer than people think as well. I think then that, you know, that, that Tipperary could be in bother. But if they can really play well tomorrow, you know, you never know what can happen down the line. Or Sunday. Sorry. Okay. So before I let you go, Michael, uh, you're going for Limerick in Munster, you're going for Kilkenny in Leinster. Yeah, Limerick and Kilkenny. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Eddie Scally is nodding at me not here. Westmead or Kerry? Not without trouble. Not without trouble. Uh, and Eddie Scally is looking at me here. Westmead or Kerry? Uh, I'm over Westmead and that. <laughs> He's 50 quid here for you. <laughs> Michael, thanks very much. And now he's the Cup or the Malcolmo Cup is on, and uh, Derry must tonight. We'll be reporting on that in a few minutes' time. But I look forward to your company tomorrow night in Croke Park. And the very best of luck with Leash tomorrow afternoon in Nolan Park also. Thanks, Brendan. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Michael. There, there we are, Michael Walsh. And a big thank you to Eddie Scally here tonight as well. Thank you, Eddie, for your input into the show. And also to Adrian Ronan starting us off here tonight, uh, to Declan Drake. And uh, we won't have a chat with Conor Gray of Dublin Under-20 and his son, of course, on the team. But uh, he's training with Dublin uh, Under-20s at the moment, so he wasn't available. Thanks to Michael Walsh there as well, to the Hearts. And to Declan Drake for joining us on the programme tonight. Shane O'Keefe is back at studio. Eddie Hughes was our director here on the outside broadcast unit, our technical engineer. Uh, I'm Brendan Hennessy. I will be back tomorrow night from Croke Park with Michael Walsh on full commentary. I'll be back later on in KCLR at 10 o'clock tonight with Late Night with a few songs, uh, Country and Irish. In saying that, we will finish and a big thank you to Paul Fitzgerald and the very best to look to Kenny County Board with their new uh, commemorative jersey also. Yeah, as I've said, tomorrow night 7.30 live from Croke Park, Dublin versus Kilkenny in association with Le Hearts in the Leinster Senior Hurling Final. And don't forget, tomorrow afternoon live from Six Mile Bridge, Martin Quilty and Anya Fahey will bring you All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship uh, coverage, Clare versus Kilkenny and then you can hear all on Monday evening on our new sports show with Eddie Scally of all the action that happened over the weekend and stay tuned during the week also, Tuesday night Kilkenny under 20s take on Galway full live commentary from Tullamore on Tuesday night and we'll also have full live commentary of the Leinster Minor Championship which uh, Kilkenny kick into action on Wednesday night here at home in UPMC Nolan Park. So that's it from the outside broadcast, we will talk to you and leave you with a song that will put everybody in right tune for the weekend before
before we hit Robbie Dowling in Dirty Must for the McCann Cup sponsored KCLR Cup Final. Good night from the hearts. Live on KCLR, the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship Final Preview Show. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Volkswagen.ie.